live. We're live. It's happening. Always. Nailed it. I mean, we can almost pre-record that. <laughs> Just add that to the end of the song. Why have we not thought about that? I Why think, haven't I thought about that? Well, I do think there is, it's it's our warm-up. It's like yeah. stretching right yeah. before the game. Yeah, that's why I say and so long. Oh, really? I thought it was for like dramatic effect. No, it is. I don't know. I just made that up. Oh. Yeah. No, I like it. I I just thought like, wow, we have gotten that down. It it took us like 102 episodes to really get it down, but I I think we're getting it down. 102nd time is the the charm. Yeah. I think I read that. Uh, Yeah. And I think I saw a Politico uh, um, uh, (laughs) poll on it as well. At what point do you feel confident? Uh, 40, 60, or 102? Yeah. Always 102. Yeah. Yeah. Always, I think C is always it, or, or all of the above, if all of the above is an option. You know, it's funny you bring up Politico, because what does Politico do? Start shit? <laughs> no. Well, yes. But they talk politics. Oh, they sure do. Oh, my God, Brian, your segues. I know. 102nd times, not the term. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe 103 for that. I, I, will, I will say this. Um you're like, hey, what are we talking about? And I was like, let's talk about talking politics. Because I, I had a discussion with my wife. She was listening to like the the last two podcasts. Yeah. And she said something to me. And, and here's something, you know, my wife and I agree a lot on politics. Um, you know, she cares more than I think most people, but not quite as much as you and I do talking politics. Mm-hmm. Um, so she and I don't really have too many discussions unless there's an election cycle and, you know, she wants to go like over things and like, you know, know a lot, but like in these off peak, you know, time periods of politics, like she's not really quite as, yeah, she's not quite as attentive to like what's going through the house or the Senate or, you know, what's being proposed or commissions and committees. Like, yeah, she, she will listen to us, but other than that, she just doesn't really cared that much we're a great source i mean i think people should like subscribe share <laughs> nailed it <laughs> <laughs> um but she she was gently conveying to me that i need to be careful at how confidently i say things i think she was gently nudging me to say don't be an arrogant prick when talking politics mm. Mm. And I was always, you know, I always try and frame things. I'm very confident in my opinions and I try and be well versed. And But I always, when I feel someone um, proposes something to me that I can really get behind, I get excited about that. Like it's not necessarily, I don't want to uh, change my views on anything. I just feel I've generally done research where I don't, I usually won't have to, but if someone like brings something up to me, I get excited to be like, Oh, that's a, that's something I've never considered. Yeah. Like I, and that's why when people reach out in the, in the Mad Libs community, when John sent a city email, when we were talking about gun rights or, or, um, you know, Mark is, is, uh, emailed us or, you know, my buddy Nick or whomever, um, Christine, Jason, whomever listens a lot and actually does give us a lot of feedback. Those of you that don't, you know, give us feedback, we're we're still very thankful for you listening and being a part of the community. But when someone gives us that feedback or, you know, sends us an article to look over or something like that, I think it's really 
great and it forces me to reflect and I like that. Mm. So when my wife, you know, said that, it was meaningful to me. And yeah. I like I like those challenges. Yeah. I mean, have have you ever had those thoughts or like those um pushbacks or just like made you go, "Okay, maybe I should frame this better" or like do you ever have that thought? I mean, we talk about politics twice a week almost to a, a, oh, a wonderful community. Like, do you have those thoughts where you're like, am I presenting this property? Am I being, you know, an arrogant prick? Am I being, you know, underconfident? Like, well, this is, I mean, oh, hold on. I freaking stupid 28 decibel button. Fuck. Ah, my wife's going to talk to me again about swearing on the podcast. I know it. <laughs> Son of a gun. Uh, oh, you did good there. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, I say nailed it too much. I'll stop that. Sorry, guys. Um, what was mine that I was always saying? In what way? No, in, there's in what sense. Or in what sense? And yeah. then and then when I'm making a point. Right. Oh, say, the thing is or yeah, something like the thing that. Is, you say the thing is. You say right a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know how else does that is Chank Uger. Really? But he does it in a different way. Like you say it as like, um, that's my nailed it. You know what I mean? Like I'll say things like that. But, like, you, you're saying it almost as a way, like, do you understand? Mm. You know what I mean? That's, like, that's what I get from you, whereas when Cenk Uger does it, he's like, I think he just wants everybody to agree with him. Um, oh. Do I ever feel as though um, I'm, I'm coming off arrogant or I'm coming off uh, incorrectly all the time? Constant. Never ending for me. Really? Yeah. Well, it's because I do this podcast with you. And you, you have far more backing in the subject matter, whereas, like... Um, you know what I mean? As far as like schooling and everything yeah. like that. Okay. Whereas I'm just coming from like, I'm a, I'm a freaking bartender down the street. You know what I mean? Like, um, and so I, I naturally am self-critical as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm always thinking, how could I have said that differently? Hmm. Which I think is somewhat beneficial at times because I feel as though it is nice for me to always self-reflect. Yeah. And I think it helps me to do that. Um, I do have one question for you though, because you were talking about you're you're very confident in the way that you research. You're very confident in uh-huh. uh, in, in your knowledge on on subject matter. Yeah. Um, and I'm not. This isn't me trying to stir the pot at all. No, it's good. But do you ever feel as though you fall victim to like confirmation bias? Hundred percent. That's interesting. Yeah, I also and and and, and I, I I I always uh, think that I can rely on you for you or rely on you to be as honest mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that, um, but I, I didn't, I didn't think you'd be so, uh, hundred percent on that. That's yeah, interesting. I, That's interesting. I, I, um, well, here's the thing. Um, number one, I foolishly and pridefully think I'm very self-aware about things. Um, but I will say, when it comes to like politics and stuff like that, I try and keep it as factual as possible. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But even then, like you're you're going to go to sources, and I try and go to the sources that are as centralized and fact driven as possible. Now, are they presenting facts that lean left a little bit more? Sure. But that's the thing is like they're still fact based. They're still trying to. They're still trying to deliver a message that is they're trying to be as objective as possible. And that's how I approach this. Like, yes, I have my leans. Yeah, right? for sure. And yeah. I'm very definitive. We both do. And, and, right. In, in what I believe. 
for instance, one one of the reasons this came up was the idea of vaccination. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And like when I'm very definitive of saying like, no, people need to get vaccinated. I'm not judging people that either aren't or haven't. Um, and like I hate the way people are starting to talk about it now where uh, like I was calling this out before, like uh, there's Republican governors or whatever coming out and saying, you know, the the reason we might have to do another shutdown and the Delta variant is coming up is is the fault of the unvaccinated people. And like there there's there is some truth to that in the sense that like, yeah, but like who was giving them the misinformation in the in the beginning? Right. Who was promoting, you know, alternatives or messaging that wasn't very clear cut? Do you think that they, do you think that a lot of people were um, suggesting against vaccines on the right? Or do you think that are you I think t- by not being definitive, like now people are being more definitive. McConnell coming out saying you need to get vaccinated. I don't I think that there's a difference, though. And what me, what per- me personally, in what sense? In what, in what sense? <laughs> well, I think that you can. I think that. And I know that we're going to disagree on this because I, I've heard you say this about a lot of things. Um, but I, I think that not saying something doesn't necessarily mean you're against it. And it doesn't necessarily mean maybe you're not as helping as much as you could. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I don't think that it's necessarily your fault for not saying something. Yes. Or saying your views on something. I, I 100% agree with that. But here's my thing. If if you are going out and criticizing others, what have you done introspectively? What have you thought about and reflected on yourself and said, did I do as much before talking like that? For instance, these governors or you know McConnells of the world who are like, oh, this is the fault of the unvaccinated people. Well, were you doing enough to help them find that path? Like, were you were you actively promoting the idea of vaccinations? And maybe some were, some weren't. But I, I don't like how the messaging hasn't always been very clear. For me, though, I've always been very clear. And I say, like, people need to get vaccinated, period. End of story. Like I, I had COVID. I still went and got vaccinated. I'm an at. I'm not judging those who haven't. Um, I'm not judging people who haven't yet or whatever. But I will say, like, this is going to continue. I also am of the belief where if we need to shut down to save thousands and thousands of people, then so be it. I wish we wouldn't. Right. I wish it wouldn't come to that. And. You know, I, I was talking with, with uh, some people about this, and, and they were like, no, like, let them die. Like, they've had enough time. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is not the right approach either, right? We need to always serve each other the best we can and lift everyone up. So it's not my intention to ever say, well, you are you you deserve this. You got what was coming to you. And they've been interviewing more and more people because right now um, in the hospitals, the only people dying are the ones that are unvaccinated um, in general. And that's that's the big thing is like 
you can still get it. Like you could get it a second time if you've been like, so I've, I've had COVID, uh, I've been fully vaccinated. There is still a likelihood that this Delta variant breaks through and I still feel symptoms. It's just, I won't die from it. And, and for me, that's okay. I can deal with another really bad, bad flu pneumonia feel. So, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm coming from on that. Like, I'm not judging people, but I'm also like, listen, if we have to shut down again because people don't want to get vaccinated, then so be it. But we can't complain about, you know, both sides of, of the fence here. And when I'm presenting my arguments, you know, through conversation with you about how I feel about things, I'm generally very definitive. And my wife brought up like, you know, is everything you're researching, like you brought up, is everything you're researching, like when you look stuff up, is it just informing, I mean, essentially she was saying, is it informing your confirmation bias? And I thought about that and I was like, you know, I try and find, I'm, I'm never, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole, right? Of like. Oh, I do. And I enjoy it. I yeah. Love, I, I, but like, I, I, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of things just with the intention of like, this is research. It's fun, but I don't like, oh, this is like really good information. Like it's a, at a certain point you need to step back and be like, okay, there's a reason this is like going down the rabbit hole. Now, sometimes there's truth going down that rabbit hole, but I tend to stick with, all right, what is, what is the science telling us? What are the facts telling us? What, you know, as a collective, and, and holistic picture of, of everything, like, where are we at? So I think you hit the nail on the head is like, do you ever feel like you succumb to confirmation bias? And the answer is absolutely. I try and be as objective as possible. I'm not searching to prove myself right. Yeah. I just happen to use high quality sources, the New York Times, the Washington Post, you know, science, scientific journal, like all those different avenues. But Yes, they generally are confirming a lot of what I already believed. Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, and I think it's interesting too because I think you and I both do two totally different styles of research. Um, although I, I do, I feel as though I do some of the same things that you you do as well. You know what I mean? You go to your your good news sources. Um, yeah, you're like really big in NPR and. Uh, no, I'm more. I, I, I like PBS. Yeah. I like um, Breaking Points. I like um, I like The Hill. The Hill has, you know, I mean, they have a lot of. Uh, at times, they and I just found this out recently. They have a lot of corporate um, sponsors. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and but so, everyone does. No, 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 for sure. Yeah. Well, not the not Breaking Points. They're independent. Um, which is why every time you listen to their podcast, there's like 20 advertisements to say become a premium member. Um, <laughs> but. Fair. Um, I think one thing that I think I may do a little bit differently than you is I go, um, well, maybe you do this too. Maybe I just do more of this, but, um, I like to just go find like, whether it be, um, like stuff from Pew Research or, you know what I mean? Oh, lots, yeah. lots of polls, lots of statistics. I like to go straight for those. And then I, bef before I even go into the news outlets, because I want to try to build my own, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. What I, what I, you know my own opinion on mm -hmm. whatever we're talking about at the, at the time. Um, and then see what other people are saying, because, um, I try not to really make up my mind till the last minute. Mm -hmm. 
because there's so much, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's super easy. There's, there's certain things that I'm very passionate about that, um, definitely I'll, I'll, you know, want sources that are agreeing with me. You know what I mean? And it's easy to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's a very interesting thing. I think if you take the scientific method approach, is like you have a hypothesis. Test it. And then test it, and then I'm like, go find more answers. And, and don't, you know, one thing you learn if you're being, if you were like in a science class with a very good science teacher, mm-hmm. the goal wasn't to hypothesize and get it right. The goal was to have a hypothesis and test it, you know, precisely and and accurately where, okay, you're doing the right testing and then you came up with a different answer that's just as good, if not better, to, um, you know, do things correctly, you know, have your your control outlet and, and all of those different things in order to have a proper test of that hypothesis. And I think that's kind of how I approach, you know, anything political. Like I I'm going to have this natural that's just who I am. I'm going to have an instinctual response to something and then I'm going to be like, "Okay, but is it right?" And you know, sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. And you know, that that when I'm right a lot of times because I I tend to be pessimistic and I'm like, "Well, I think the, you know, Republican Party is going to do this, or I think the Democrats are going to fail at that. And I'm right. I'm like, damn it, just once. Like, I want them to prove me wrong and, like, do the right thing, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, that that's that's politics. Yeah. Politics suck. Well. <laughs> we should start a podcast about it. You know, and, th- and that was the thing. And my wife brought this up, and, and, and there is some real truth to it. Well, she's like, yeah, but like, you know, when po- politicians say something like you can't always believe them, you know, there's other interests there. Like there's interest in maintaining your power. There's interest in, in, you know, corporate donations. And, you know, there's always these people behind it. And I was like, you're absolutely right. But you can find people who do not take corporate donations. So therefore they don't answer to anyone. They answer yeah. to their constituents. Yeah. You look at, you look at a Bernie Sanders, you look at an AOC Um, but, and it's not just, it's not just Republicans. So I'm very critical. Like we've talked about it, Cory Booker, uh, on the Democrat side, Kamala Harris, like, although Kamala moved away from it during her presidential cycle, but that's also why she probably ran out of money. Like she wasn't that grassrootsy. So I, I think it's interesting as a point of like, well, you can't even trust politicians. And there's some truth to that, but there are definitely some you can, whether you agree with them or not is different, but you can trust at least what they're saying. They aren't, they aren't under the guidance of a massive corporate backer. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I I would imagine that even people like Bernie Sanders and AOC have some sort of like, large investors um what do you mean i think they have people that donate lots of money oh no bernie sanders you can't he won't accept larger donations than 27 dollars oh, bernie and there you know what was fascinating there was um i know we talked about it way early on um 
like leading up to the 2020s, we were talking about smaller elections, I think. And there was this councilwoman running in L.A., I think it was, like the L.A. County City Council or whatever. Yeah. And her thing was, not only did she not accept corporate backers, she checked, like, into what, like, companies they work for. So in order to donate to her, you had to tell her what company you donated for. And if it was, like, a company like ExxonMobil or something like that, did stuff that she didn't believe in yeah she she returned your donation oh that's cool which is incredible to me and that level of like i mean that might even be going too far like it's not to say like anyone that ever worked for exxon mobile or you know um uh microsoft or whatever isn't a good person but if you're not agreeing with their company values you can't then turn around and say well i took x amount of donations from x amount of people for this amount of money from that company, just not directly. So, well, another another score for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. So, um, Brian is completely not talking into his microphone. No, I know. I'm <laughs> mosquito bite. Damn oh, mosquitoes. I know. Um, do you do you know? Sorry to digress, but do no. you know if like mosquitoes prefer a certain blood type or something? Because I they, think they, I think they, they, I think they disproved that. But that's something that I would fact check. Like why? Why do mosquitoes bite me more than anyone I know? Oh, I get eaten up, really? dude. Yeah, I get eaten up. Oh my! What's God. your blood type? I don't know. What? How do you not know your blood type? I know we I make like fun that, of this all the time. I my feel wife like that's. I. I feel like that's like knowing your social security. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Gosh, I only know because I'm the greediest of the blood types. Oh no, greediest, oh. not the most oh, giving. Yeah, my wife is the most giving. Oh, I'm AB positive. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds. Sounds, I could get behind being. Maybe I'm just a positive. Oh, yeah, you know. We'll do a blood test. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny. Like I, I, I went and looked back through like my medical records. Like mm-hmm. when I had my uh, appendectomy. Mm-hmm. Like, shouldn't they know my blood type? Maybe they redacted it. You know what it is. You know, you could always. They probably just have so much O negative, like as backups. Yeah, you know, for those yeah. things, because you you should always have like blood available should something go wrong in mm-hmm. a surgery. Yeah, um, especially when someone could like go septic. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I just I just realized that that's crazy. Um, but my wife my wife knows hers and and we know our daughters, and I unfortunately have not donated blood oh I've, yeah, very, i used to donate all the time yeah my wife did like what is it every 40 days or something or 26 days or yeah something. i felt bad though because i could only donate to other ab positives right but it's still valuable yeah um, well you're welcome all you ab positives out there that needed blood <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i don't know Gosh. Uh, I, I feel very guilty and this is like going back to that like self-awareness like yeah I realize that's really dumb to not know it. I just haven't done anything about it yet. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before as far as like um, how to have a good conversation politically. Um, Has your opinion changed at all since we started this podcast? Um, Just seeing how people respond to to episodes. um, Do you think that you've had some sort of eye-opening experience from it? I think when it comes to talking politics, what I will say is what I've realized is um, how much I continue to value more and more your opinion of things. Oh, that's sweet. Um, 
I've never valued your opinion. Well, I know. It's quite clear. 102 <laughs> episodes and everyone on the, the podcast. Is oh, God. Uh, I, I, so, it, it, you know, our conversations have have allowed me to be better about listening first. That's super important. It's it's absolutely crucial to having a successful conversation. Yeah, I think one of the hardest things to do when you're having a conversation, um, especially when it's political, is to not interrupt someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's such a difficult thing to do, and that and I I think I've said this before on the podcast, maybe not, but like it's it's just so difficult, especially when you're either a opinionated or b very passionate about the the subject matter at hand. Uh, it's hard to sit there and listen to somebody and try to understand what they're saying. I feel like a lot of people have the tendency, and I've done this before too, where it's like I'm not necessarily listening to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm preparing myself to argue that point. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. pulling out all the facts yeah. in my head. Um, and I really I, I try to take my time to, to listen more than I talk or listen more than I speak. Um but I think I think that's probably one of the most difficult things for people. People always want to be right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Instead of people wanting to, people want to be right in their own mind mm-hmm. and not necessarily right factually. Yeah, it's a very interesting. I mean, I don't know, and I I see it happen sometimes. You know, at work in my you know uh, sometimes in my home life. You know what I mean? When I'm out and about talking to people, um, it's. It's hard to watch sometimes, and you know what I mean? But, like, I still really enjoy listening to those people. Yeah, you know, I think there's an element to this podcast that would make it, quote-unquote, um, better in terms of, like, the, like, viral nature of podcasts and stuff. Like, if we were more combative, I think yeah. it would be juicier. Yeah. But that's not what I want, and I don't, and I'm pretty sure you don't want that. No. So it's like... We're trying to be as our authentic selves and and do actually listen to one another rather than like building up an argument like, oh Kevin smashed Brian on this you know topic, yeah. oh Brian returned fire on this topic. Like, what do they always say? Destroyed. Yeah, yeah, that's always got the wrecked. Oh yeah, they do. That's like every single Ben Shapiro. Yeah, YouTube clip. <laughs> ben Shapiro destroys leftist. Uh, it's always some poor college kid who, like, sometimes they are, like, they're just like, oh, you set him up because, like, you really don't have your all your facts together. You're repeating something you saw yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, meanwhile, he has, like, a binder in front of him, like, in yeah. debate prep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steven Crowder, I don't watch him anymore. Yeah. I used to watch him just for, like, a little bit of yeah. fun value and to see what the, the, the way writers were saying. Right. Um, but now it's like I can't even do it. But he when he goes to – he does that, that – that changed my mind. Thing. Yeah, he has a giant binder full of like facts and little tidbits, um, but uh, yeah, that's always what they say. Well, you know what's what's really interesting is when you watch other people who are uh, skilled in debate and like recognize the different fallacies and can point out, oh, that's a red herring. This is a straw man fallacy. Blah blah blah. Right. This yeah. is ad hoc. I like I like watching those types of people dissect a Ben Shapiro argument and then you can see like yeah why he was saying what he was saying was so effective for certain people mm-hmm. and why it was actually a very ineffective argument in in the sense of like like he'll change the argument like he'll say well this this and this it's as simple as something like it and then right. he'll attack 
the likeness instead of yeah. the actual argument. He'll like sidestep it and argue against something that wasn't even presented, but he likened the two and then he'll attack that one. It's right. like, okay, well let's get back on track here. Like, yeah. that's fine. You're, I'm not going to argue with you on, on, on yeah. B we're focusing on a, yeah. Um, the problem is that Ben Shapiro is such a, a, a brilliant tactician when it comes yes. to debate like yes i've never seen anybody best. i personally i don't think i've seen anybody and i'm not saying factually best him but like best him as far as debate i'd be inter- i would be very interested to see something like that though uh there was a really good conversation um between him and ezra klein ezra klein is the head of vox Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Vox, okay. um, which is a left-leaning news outlet, it it does a very nice job of reporting information and trying to be as factual as possible. But they're very left-leaning. Yeah, uh, he showed up on the Ben Shapiro show, and they they didn't debate per se, but like Ezra really had him. He was ready to point out those types of ineffective like aspects to Ben Shapiro's argumentative style. Yeah, I think it's interesting with Ben Shapiro or with any. Um master debater um <laughs> i know why yep okay i get it i get it um i think it'd be interesting f- for any of those situations for someone to come in of equal um debating skills and you know what i mean someone who's also intelligent yeah um you know be able to take up that mantle and kind of give them a run for their money um and to see it'd be interesting to see how they react too but yeah i think uh, ben Shapiro, not so much. I think Ben Shapiro would take on, or at least attempt to take on anyone. I know Steven Crowder avoids people that yeah, like specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. challenge him. I don't think the, he he's very good at like talking to people who have like their little YouTube clips to pull out and like, oh well, this this and this. You know what I mean? He has all the answers for those hot button uh, remarks. But I think when he comes up to actually argue with somebody or debate with somebody. Um, I think maybe he's not of the same caliber. Yeah. I know um, with Steven Crowder, he was on the H3 podcast, which is Ezra Klein, who's mm-hmm. gotten really big in the last few years. Uh, and he's interesting. But, like, they were kind of debating some stuff and whatever. And, like, Steven Crowder wanted to have, like, a legit debate. And uh, Ethan Klein was like, ah, like, I can't, like, I understand. Like, I'm kind of, for lack of a better term, he's an inferior debater, right? Yeah. So eventually he just like relented and whatever. And then uh, uh, Ethan Klein brought uh, Sam Cedar, who's been wanting to debate Steven Crowder. Yeah. And Steven Crowder like almost pissed himself. Yeah. Yeah. We've so, talked about that yeah. before. Yeah. So I, I do understand that. And what I will say is this is there's also this element of bad faith arguments. And I think when, when you're entering an argument, it's it's in bad faith when you're literally just trying to win to win. Right. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. not trying to win to find truth. Which is interesting because that's what they have you do in debate class. Well, and right. You're, you're essentially, a lot of people entered, you know, discussions in bad faith. Right. And that's something for me, I really try not to ever enter. In, and I think most people do. And there's it's like an instinct. Like, you feel a certain way. You want people to feel the same way as you. Yeah. And I feel that way where I want people to feel the same way. But if they have a really good point, I reflect on that. And yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm and more than happy to change my opinion if it's more than like some anecdotes and like really well scripted 
intelligible defenses of of their side. Like if you can give me stats and like proofs of like how that would work versus how I think it should work, right? Then great, I will absolutely relent. I I think that's what we have to do, and and that kind of brings us back full circle with this idea of when I present something. I present it very definitively, and um, I never mean to come across as, as arrogant or even overconfident um, about anything, but I can understand how some people m- might feel that way, and, and for that, I'm, I, I'm sorry, but it's, I want Don't people, I want, I want Don't people. Don't apologize, Brian. No, but I want people to not disengage with the conversation because they feel differently than me. I want them to see now that's interesting though because i think that more people listen to this podcast because they like your opinion but i want more people who disagree with me to listen mm. like do you understand what i'm saying like i want people to disagree with me if if they have a good reason to disagree yeah no for sure like i can eloquently state you know my opinion with some research but if your research has led you to a different conclusion, like reach out. Tell me why. Tell me why. Like, like our discussion with John. Yeah. Uh, about gun rights, and like he had a very different opinion, and you know, that's great. He he vocalized it very very well, and it, and you know there were points where I was like, okay, yeah, I presented this, you know, uh, you know, I didn't present certain aspects well enough, and just overall, I learned to like, hey. If I'm going to have some of these hard-hitting statistics, like I should be able to immediately uh, cite them on the podcast or something like that, so people feel comfortable with what I'm citing, and yeah. I, and I took that to heart. Well, and the, the 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 issue with that podcast when we talked about gun rights is, um, I think you weren't ready for what I had to say. Yeah, I was. That was probably my one instance <laughs> of uh, reasoning. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you, I, I was kind of dumbfounded because I fully anticipated us almost being on different sides of the spectrum. And we are in terms of like literal gun ownership, but how to get there, we're very much in sync where we need to just do a better job. Something's not working yeah. and people are way too okay with status quo. And that's how, it, you, you know, we feel about a lot of things and how we differ in our opinion is, is obviously always you know i mean listen to the podcast you'll hear it but you and i can always agree like you know the healthcare system it's broken and we're not okay with it just staying status quo right now do you want to go as far as i do with universal healthcare? no but we both want there to be some sort of change same thing with politics like we want change exactly what changes we might differ on but at least you and i can always agree that there are a lot of broken aspects aspects and instead of just saying like oh well it's just too hard no that's not good enough this country well, deserves it's a bad more. attitude in general you know what i mean yeah and, and that's it it's not just about politics like if you feel something in your life is broken whether it's your relationship whether it's a friendship whether it's your business your your professional career whatever the case is if you feel like something is broken well damn it you better attack that and fix it like yeah. that's what you have to do and you might not fix it you might not fix a broken relationship or a friendship or something like that but if you're going to sit back and say well it's just too hard it'll never get better 
Yeah. It'll only, only get worse. And there's a certain point of no return, right? Like we talk about this with climate change. What is that exact point of no return? We don't know, but we think we're getting closer and closer to it. So the longer we kick that can down the road, the worse it will be. And at some point, there is no a point of no return. And that's the same thing with your business, with your friendships, your family, whatever the case is. If you aren't going to work at it, there will get it will get to a point where there's no going back. Yeah. You know, I think the whole climate change that they'll really change once you stop kicking the can and start kicking the biodegradable item. Yeah, pick gonna, that can up, throw it in the recycling bin, turn and then it throw, into something beautiful. Then find something biodegradable to kick, like a tomato. Yeah, you know, I think you really, um, you really hit the nail on the head there, you, and you made a very interesting point. Um, and maybe we just came to this together, but I don't know. Um, you were saying that we always come together. Right now, over me. Nailed it. God, thanks a lot, Justin. You. you <laughs> I say that you saved Justin, you, well, saved, you, you saved my very very dirty joke into turning it into a Beatles song. Yeah, um, <laughs> Justin as in Justin Timberlake. Oh, because we're so in sync right yeah. now. Thanks. Fuck yeah! I let you be Justin. I don't know. I'm not. Else. I'm not a Justin. I just hate how I'm always Lance Bass because I'm not a Lance either. Yeah, that's true. Is Joey Fatone in yeah. sync? Yeah. You want to be a Joey? I think that's. I wish I was. You know, Justin. But I'm a Joey. I hear he's an a-hole, so I don't know. I'm sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, now that I'm way yeah. o- now that we're way off topic, yeah. um, what I was going to say was, I, th- I I I'm curious now, um, if people want to stagnate and they just want to keep things the way they are. I wonder if, if part of that is laziness, because one thing that I find is that I mean, we could change the the political system. You and I go in there. And we, we get full reign. We get to do whatever we want. You know what I mean? I think that the system can be so much better. And I'm not saying we're the people to do it, but I'm just using us in this imagination or in this imaginary scenario. Mm-hmm. So say we get to go in there, we get to fix everything. Mm-hmm. The next day when I woke up, I would still be trying to find something else to fix. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like as soon as you stop and think, okay, well, we did it. Things are great. Mm-hmm. Well, times are changing constantly. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, people's needs and... um. And wants change every day as well. So I just feel like um, sometimes I feel like if you're not struggling every day, you're not really getting anywhere. And I don't mean struggling like financially, struggling, you know, emotionally. I'm saying like if you're not pushing yourself every single day, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I want yeah, it makes me wonder how I, much how much of people's um, hmm. I I think you. You, I, yeah. you really brought up a good point. The idea that, well, number one, could you and I step in and fix everything? No, but could we step in and fix a lot really quickly? Yes, but the problem is, is that's not democracy, right? That's authoritarianism, and it's effective. Like people that like, I'm people are going to be like, is he serious? He just said authoritarians are effective. Hell yeah, they are. Oh, they're efficient. Yeah, right. There's a reason you- China jumped in terms of where they were in the world economy. It's because they had a very effective authoritarian leader. The problem is a lot of humanitarian rights, you know, getting thrown to the side. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of issues with authoritarianism. I'm not saying it's the best brand of. But of if politics. you want to make if you want to make quick changes, quick, concise changes right. instantly, you know what I mean? You can do that. Right. So. So 
You don't have to ask anybody. Right. It would, And the problem then becomes, well, the person making those changes, are they corruptible? And pretty much in history, you'll see everyone is corruptible. Yeah. Well, power, power uh, yeah. corrupts the powerful. Yeah. So I think that would... That would be an issue long term. However, what your well, point they was... Give, they can give us authoritarianism for one day. And they had to listen? How about two, how about two days, though? Yeah, give us a week. Okay, yeah, a week. Because yeah. that way it's like we can get some stuff done for like, yeah. for like six days, and on the seventh day we'll just party. Like God. Well, I was thinking more like an authoritarian. But <laughs> right. And on the seventh day he rested. Oh, well, then we're not like God, because on the seventh day we're partying. Okay, okay. But we're turning water into wine. Oh, yeah, okay. So, we're, I mean. I've turned water into beer. All you had to do is add a bunch of, you know, hops, yeast, and some grain. Uh, I wouldn't have even been able to identify that. Um, <laughs> but I, I think you brought up a really good point, this idea of, yes, there's a, a lot of change needed. <clears throat> um, and, you know, you also spoke to this idea that um, there's an element of laziness. I think there's an element of fear of confrontation. Oh, people are yeah. very, very non-confrontational. Yeah, you and I are not. We are. We are confrontational beings. Like we will have a discussion. That's how we formulate our friends. Friendship was having tough discussions that we didn't always agree on. Shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, so with that in mind, I think a lot of people don't want to have those confrontational situations right they don't want to have very difficult discussions whether it's at work whether it's in a relationship or a friendship or or you know a family member you don't want to have those difficult conversations and this is what this podcast is about it's like we use politics as a vehicle to show you can have confrontational uh communications with one another and still have a very you know happy effective friendship right yeah, yeah. so that's the thing. I think it more than laziness, I think it's people's unwillingness to to be uncomfortable in confrontation. Hmm. So I, I think th- I, I don't necessarily think it's laziness like, oh, you're just taking the easy route, which is true. <clears throat> but I think it's more fear of confrontation, which I guess can be kind of played back to. A little bit of laziness. Oh, absolutely. I, I would say, though. Because you're not being, you're not trying to put in the effort to to change, right? You know what I mean, right? I I think it's more we are very reluctant to have conversations that might, and that's that's kind of the whole element here to this discussion is like my wife was saying, like you know, you're very confident in your position. It's like yes, I am, mm-hmm. and if someone disagrees, I'm all about listening, but have some courage to say i disagree okay great you have like you and i have that courage to stand up to one another and not be like oh well our friendship is over right we have courage enough to do that and i try to have that courage and i'm uncomfortable sometimes when talking to people even on facebook where i'm completely anonymous other than my name in a facebook profile picture yeah but I'm going to have those conversations with people I respect or people that I know or like people that I should like have a respect for, like family or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have those conversations because if you're going to post something, 
that means you're ready for that conversation. And I hate I hate it when people said, oh, if you don't like it, just scroll. Then why did you post it? You posted it and you should be willing to stand by it. It's a virtue virtue signal. Yeah. Well, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's because there's like, so what you're talking about, what Noel said to you about you being confident in your opinions. um, Almost. almost, And she didn't say I was, I was personally overconfident. She communicated in a really nice way and she might not have even meant it, but this is how I, um, how it impact, how her words impacted me. I don't know what her intention was, but it yeah. was impacted me and it, it enforced reflection. So I took it very positively, but no, yeah, yeah no, but what's the, there's a difference between that and posting something and being confident or not even confident, but like thinking you are correct in, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you're saying. Yeah. Um, but not wanting to back it up. Yeah. I just, I, I don't understand why people think I will always try to back that thing up. Girl, you look good. Um, yeah, relentlessly. I, I, I just I have a, a an issue with when people decide, oh, my opinion is correct. Like you said, it's correct, and I don't have to defend it because it's my opinion. Okay, then keep that opinion to yourself. Yeah, fuck your opinion. No, <laughs> like I, I respect anyone's opinion, but I also if I disagree, like let's right. have a conversation. Yeah. And if you don't want to have those conversations, then don't state your opinion publicly. Agreed. We can agree on that. Yeah, we can. Because there, I mean, there's nothing to be gained other than like feeling cool or feeling good about yourself by just posting something or just saying something and then not wanting to debate it. Right. It, but I will say this. I mean, not everything requires a debate. No, I'm just saying there. But but. I think you're you're hitting something else, which is nice. Nice because you're 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 pointing out something that not everything needs to be a full debate, but like you should be. I should say conversation. Yeah, you should be open to the conversation. I never try to post something where I say, "Oh, well, you're a fucking idiot." No, I might I might say like think like, "Oh, your opinion is way off base." My my go to is always, "You're a fucking idiot." I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't want people to, so but see, that's the thing is I don't want people to feel dumb because the moment they feel dumb, they disengage. Absolutely. And I don't want to disengage. I want to engage in the conversation. I want people to feel engagement when they listen to our podcast, but I, it, I don't ever say that's why I'm very careful in saying like, you know, like vaccination. I'm like, I'm very supportive of it. People need to do it, period. But I'm not saying, hey, you didn't. You have hesitancy. You can't. Whatever the case is, you know, it's against your religion, you're immunocompromised, or you just haven't found time or whatever the case is, then that's fine. I'm not judging people for their opinions per se. I just... You're just I, stating your own. Yeah. And, and if, if people are going to post something, say something, do something, you should be open to the conversation. But people are very reluctant because that's where uncomfortability comes in. I don't think I was ever uncomfortable like giving my opinions on things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was far more hesitant and maybe even perhaps lazy, too lazy to state them. Um, Before the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. That's what was exactly what I was just going to say. Um, because, just because, you know, I still thought a lot of the same things that I think now. Mm-hmm. I think over the last, you know, oh shit, what day is today? Oh, July man. 25th. You, you know, we're three days away from our year. No way. Yeah. July 28th was the date of our first episode post. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, oh, we're going to be working on that day. Like, working. We're going to be doing our podcast on that day. It's on Wednesday. Oh, hell yeah. That's I'll, awesome. I'll, I'll bake a cake. I won't should, eat any maybe, of it, maybe but I'll bake should, it. Maybe, yeah, I'm not going to eat it. Don't do that. Yeah, it's just going <laughs> to sit here and flies are going to be all over it. I'll have my wife make cookies because I will eat those. Oh, I do love cookies. Yeah, yeah I'm um, a big cookie Should guy. we? Well, we'll talk about like pints. Yeah, but, any, but anyways, what I was going to say is I, over the last year, um, which is what made me look at the date, um, I feel like I, I've become more open to just having the conversation. You know what I mean? I, and I think what it is is I feel like it's worth it now because either. Oh, that's a really good point. Well, because my hope is either whoever I'm speaking to or discussing something with will either learn something from me or my opinion will be changed because of them. If they, you know, state their, their case yeah. in a believable way yeah. or in a proper way yeah. or whatever. But, um, you know, now I see that there is, there's a cost to, to benefit ratio, um, that I think is worth it. Wow. That's a, that's a really good point. And I think like the takeaway, I mean, don't get excited, Brian. I haven't learned shit from you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the takeaway doesn't always have to be that you change your opinion, mm-hmm. but you can still learn things like, like my, my opinion on guns have, has shifted a little bit, but like I've learned so much. Yeah. And, and, and in that I'm, I'm very thankful for every conversation I've had. Almost everyone. See, like I always had the issue with like, the people that say like, "Oh, you don't know what an AR means. AR fifteen doesn't mean assault rifle, you idiot." And like, that doesn't. That's just semantics. That doesn't matter. So like, but it matters to, those, to certain people, right. I suppose. You know, but what like, I mean? but that's if that's a, if that's, that's your core a, argument, that's, that's, that's like a, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. like saying, "Oh, you forgot a comma. Your whole argument is shredded." You know, that's interesting that you say that too, and that you bring that up because, gosh, Stephen Crowder is getting a lot of free publicity out of this podcast. <laughs> um, not that I want to give it to him. Um, but he had a big segment. He used to go around, you know, he does those silly little demonstrations where he's all cocky and, um, kind of a douche, but, um, and don't get me wrong. Like he's done some cool stuff. Um, you know, as far as like, you know, well, actually it's not that cool. I was thinking back to a time where he like defended Milo, uh, Yiannopoulos because he's gay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't really condone defending him either i suppose but anyways (laughs) he did he did a segment where like he brought out a bunch of guns you know what i mean it was like hunting rifles um versus like you know ars ak-47s things like that um and uh it was the whole point of it was, was like okay here's this black scary looking gun and here's this gun with a wood handle well, the odd thing is, is they shoot almost an identical bullet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they shoot at the exact same rate. That mm-hmm. was his point. Mm-hmm. But he made it into this big thing like, you don't even really know what a fu- you know fully automatic versus semi-automatic is. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, well, who cares? That's like that's just like they don't know, and that's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess they should really learn that if they're going to argue the points. But mm-hmm. like that's, um, well, you know what that is? That's a, that's a bad faith argument right there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you're not trying. You're not trying to seek resolution. You're fully, you know, like when you enter a bad faith argument, you fully anticipate, like, hey, we're going to make a deal here, right? This is what's happening with the whole bipartisan movement in Congress. That's not actually happening. It's right. like, yeah, we're coming to the table, but like, you, you know, the Republicans will? aren't going to actually agree to anything. Like, they're going to walk away. 
So it's like it's a bad faith negotiation. Um, but yeah, I I, I I challenge people to have those difficult conversations. Like have yeah. them. Yeah. And and it's okay to like be shut down in a way like, oh well, yeah, they just shut it down. They didn't want to engage. Okay, but you made the effort to at least try. You made the effort to say, hey, I'm going to respectfully challenge your opinion. I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. And then I want to listen. I want to learn more about you and why you feel the way you do. Shit. The, the amount of progress we can make in politics and in life, if we just just as a human, as a, Just as a human race. If we led with empathy. Yeah. <clears throat> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You do good be there? great <laughs> damn right man damn right i do love that line i, I you but know every time I, and anna will attest to this like she'll be listening to the podcast and like, <laughs> like sometimes i come down and i hear myself say something which really annoys me because i i've said this before i don't yeah, like yeah. the sound of my voice yeah, yeah. but like i'll hear myself say something and i'll even like tease myself with like <laughs> oh yeah that's definitely it's 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 a cheesy line but I'm not ev- gonna... but every time i do that to myself i always end it with do good be great <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know why it's so stupid but i get such a kick out of it you know th- <laughs> i used to i used to say something um and i think i've brought it up on the podcast but every weekend you know i'd be saying goodbye to my students mm-hmm. and i i really really cared about my students I, I didn't want anything to happen to them and I know like specifically when they were high schoolers like out in the cornfields like yeah they do a lot of stupid shit so my saying every every Friday was um be safe don't get caught I like that a lot and yeah, what it was before I what, it. what it all was was they're still telling themselves to be safe because they thought it was funny like oh Mr. Ace don't get caught but they would also be telling themselves to be safe Right. Yeah. And it's like if you're trying not to get caught doing something, you're going to be safer doing it. And if you're literally saying be safe more often to yourself, you're just instinctually and subconsciously going to do the right thing more often. Gosh, wouldn't that be great if everybody just did the right thing more often? I I think I think people always have the intention. But as my grandmother said, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm, Yeah. Right. Right. Like just because you intend to do well doesn't mean you are going to do well because you actually have to have, you know, the follow through, the grit, the perseverance to make it, you know, to do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, just the same. And I I kind of alluded to this, but the idea of intention and impact, like when you're having discussions, Mm -hmm. hard discussions, you can intend to mean the nicest things, but that has nothing to do with the way it impacted the person. So there's this, this, rivalry of intention and impact with everything you say Mm -hmm. so you have to word things in a way that it will impact people the way you want it to impact them not what you intended to say you have to think about okay how do how do they respond are they are they responsive to like you know hard-nosed coaching are they more responsive to like kind of you know more positive empathetic approaches you know are they responsive to that like clear cut concise i don't need the fluff just tell me how it is tell me the numbers and let me fix it you know you gotta you gotta understand like who you are talking to and how your words are going to impact them well right yeah absolutely so that that's just something like these are some of the the communication tools and strategies i've learned over the years and that's that's how i try and approach 
you know, every podcast or every discussion I have is like, yeah. listen, I don't want you to feel stupid. Yeah. I don't want someone on Facebook to be like, oh, Brian's just being an asshole. Like, I don't want you to feel that way. I want someone to feel like, oh, he totally has a different opinion than me. But at least he, <clears throat> he brought the evidence I need to even consider it. In general, you're not going to walk away from a conversation changing your entire outlook on something. No, because you're but still... But you can take yeah. something away. Absolutely. Absolutely. If nothing else, you're going to... You know what I mean? You're going to learn another... Uh, you're going to see another side to the coin. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that that's just so important because I think the sooner we can come to the realization that it's okay for everybody to have an opinion and you don't have to hate it and you don't always have to change their mind... All you can do, all you have to do is put your, your thoughts out there, Mm -hmm. whether or not they accept it is up to them. And I'm not talking about saying, Oh, I was so wrong. No, that's, that's not the case, but just, just so that they know. Um, I don't know. I think it's, it's immensely important. Um, I also think that if anybody wanted to, if anybody is feeling hesitant about having a political conversation, um, the best thing you can do is reach out to Brian. Um, because I mean, if you, <laughs> no, I mean that seriously. No, I know. I mean that very seriously, but, um, means a lot. If, if you, if you go on Facebook and say something to Brian, like he's never going to come at you from a nasty angle. He's never going to demean you. He's never going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Poke fun, anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, he'll, he'll listen, he'll say something back. Well, he'll read unless you send him a voice memo. <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> um, we are currently accepting voice memos at the, here at the Mad Libs podcast. <laughs> Um, but that's a great place to start. You know what I mean? Um, and not just, not just for, you know, you listening, it's, it's for any, anybody in your life that you, that you know, has trouble with these kind of conversations, have them reach out to us. You know what I mean? They're going to, they're never going to meet two bigger softies than me and Brian. So, I mean, no, we're here for you. Absolutely. And And they don't have to listen to the podcast. If they just want to have political conversation, we're here to have political conversation. I mean, we would, we, we appreciate all the plays and all the downloads. Please, please still listen. (laughs) Uh, It's way better when we deliver on podcast. We sound so much cleaner because of uh, Kevin's incredible audio work. Uh, Uh, It was a tough one today. Yeah, because I was popping all over the place. I was oh, popping and locking, baby. Oh, uh, man. I saw a pop and lock competition on YouTube. That was one of the <laughs> rabbit holes I went to. Actually, I think it was in like the shorts. I was watching like YouTube shorts. Oh, okay. came up, I was like, man, that guy's so good. And it was like a whole thing on like, um, like, always having the friends that want to hype you up yeah. and it's this this dorky white guy and he's surrounded with all these all of his black friends and like they're 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 just they're just dancing they're getting it and they're all rooting each other on this guy gets out there and they're like yeah yeah you know and it was just like yeah dude it brought the biggest smile to my face i mean there the there's the a bolt. lot to unwrap there and i and i love that you brought it up because like that's community mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. lot of difference there yeah, but it's like listen, and, and and like you said, and and I appreciate those kind words, and and I feel the same way about you. Like have the conversation, and people don't want to have the conversation because they might not be as well versed, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, I'm such an idiot. I don't want to feel stupid. Like I don't want it." Okay, then either a, start to educate yourself, right? But b, most importantly, have the conversation and learn from yeah. the other person. Absolutely, I agree. It's not. I agree. It's not a a, a contest to see who's the best. At, at debating on um, abortion rights, like th- there's that's there's no no one's scoring. There's no judges yeah. on Facebook yeah. going, 
Hey, it's, Mr. It's Zuckerberg, the, uh, we have uh, a new scoreboard for this particular. Like, th- right? Th- no, this is not. This is not the debate Olympics. Right. Ooh, I like that. I like yeah, that. the Olympics are going on right now. Right. Brian and I have failed to talk about it at all. But it's real awesome. <laughs> we we had one previewing it, but yeah. we'll have to go back and actually review it a little bit too. Yeah, it's been uh, exciting. They started the skateboarding, which I told you I was most excited about. I know. Did you see that guy like rail himself? I haven't watched the entire oh thing yet. God. I saw this. That's that's the only one that I, where I've actually watched like the clips, because um, I don't know if anybody's won yet. The, no, the one guy. Oh, I won't spoil it then. Yeah, please don't. because yeah. I I'm, I I know I'm sure like Yuto Ormagome did really really well. I'm sure Nigel Houston did really really well. But I'm kind of see. I'm kind of interested to see who who else falls where. Yeah. Um. I well, haven't. I I literally worked. Uh, Brian knows this already, but I, I worked. 16 hours yesterday and I've yeah. been working you know eight hour shifts before that um, yeah. all week so I haven't had a little bit of time and like tonight after I get the kids to bed spend a little bit of time with my wife I'm going to the basement and not playing video games which is what I want to do but I'm instead I'm You're gonna, gonna watch Grace Anatomy I'm, yeah I know <laughs> me too oh no and then be up until midnight texting Brian um no did you see what happened to Yang <laughs> no but I'll, how could I'll, Owen do that <laughs> what a dick <laughs> um, but no, I'll be watching the Olympics. I'm gonna go downstairs. Yeah, awesome. I'm gonna pour myself a glass of whiskey, and I am going to chill. As weird as it sounds, I'm gonna watch Olympic skateboarding. It's <laughs> cool, man. I watched water polo today. Oh, dude, those guys are intense. Oh, it's brutal. I mean, I think it's it's. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, Nora. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave that portion in where you can hear Brian's daughter yelling in the background. Just be, just so I can stop, and I apologize because it basically went from like me talking about the Olympics uh, to now talking about this. But Brian was just—he was a superhero. Well, he just went inside and disposed of a spider. Yeah. Which actually, if you are on our Patreon, you'll hear Brian talking about disposing of a spider on our pre-mat that'll be going up tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. So well, I will say <laughs> this one was, was a little. Was a, this spider was a little different. I understood the hesitation, but I immediately threw my headphones off, and I'm like, because Nora screaming daddy i'm like oh noel was probably you know doing some diy thing and like hurt herself i need to go but that is the approach of my wife towards spiders as well and And uh that spider will no longer be having a conversation no matter how how uncomfortable it is that Um, was a really good tie-in yeah the whole point of this this podcast and brian i'm really glad that you brought up this um this topic for tonight because we've we brought it up before about how to have a civil conversation when it comes to politics but I think this, in my opinion, I really enjoyed this episode um, because I think it gets more to the, the, the root of the issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you can go over how to have a conversation and all that kind of stuff over and over and over again. But it's just it's just so important to know that your your opinion is not the only opinion out there. And I know, that, you know, the old saying, like, opinions are like, uh, what is it, like, like assholes. Yeah. Everyone has one and they all stink. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Obviously, you know what I mean? these... You can, don't have bidets, so. <laughs> Brian with his thirty dollar his thirty dollar bidet. I fucking love it. I'm dude. I almost bought one after we had podcasted last because you brought it up then too, or maybe this is a couple of weeks ago now. I don't know. Uh, so it's Tushy, if, uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Tushy. Find it on Amazon for twenty nine ninety nine. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh! Know. Hopefully Tushy hears this episode. That would be great. Um, I will fucking you know how we always talk about like not taking Papa John's money unless it's a lot. I would take a very small amount from Tushy. I would sponsor. T- I would. I would let I Tushy would, sponsor us instantly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, now that that's out there in the ether, I hope that you guys really learned something today. I hope that um, this was helpful in any way. 
we always appreciate the fact that you guys listen. Yeah. Um, and can't believe we've almost been doing this for a year. So we'll do we'll we'll talk something fun for our one year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll bring, like, you, I'll like bring Kevin, you flowers, Bray. Like <laughs> like Kevin said, you know the for, the the one time prior to this where we talked about you know how to have the conversation, this was telling you have the conversation and not and just have okay. the conversation, but really listen. Yeah. Really yeah. listen to what other heads because yeah. not you're not always going to learn something. Well, no, you actually will. Because you'll learn, like, even if it's somebody who has a totally crazy idea, um, you know, at least you you know that idea, you know that person's point of view, you've made mm-hmm. them feel yeah. feel valued yeah. by just listening. Yeah, and it's always good to be nice to people and good to people. Yeah, I mean that's what you should do. You should do good, be great. Do good, be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian, I love you love and you all guys. you guys out there listening. I love you guys too. Love you all. We will see you on Wednesday. Fits. How you gon' react? We insomniacs, we ain't get no sleep Break the rules, can't stay on beat Making moves, running through the streets A to Z, follow my lead Saint the status quo, this is rock and roll This is skydive, yellow, now run them This is bye-bye, ta-ta, audio This is all or none, this is all I know This, that, I don't know where you try and go I don't even know, I'm just trying to roll Me and my friends, try and hit the road Try and catch a wave,